The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I am the host for tonight, Roddy Cat, and with me tonight is are the gentlemen of the occasion. Well, a couple of the gentlemen of the occasion anyway. We start off with our man in legal. The man up in New York's way. The only New Yorker I know that doesn't say dead ass all the time. And the <laughs> sound effects, the, our sound effects guru, agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? And if we could get him to, you know, to, to stop uh, bogarting the, the uh, extra sound effects for himself. <laughs> <laughs> then that would be totally, totally awesome. But also with us tonight, we have um, our, I guess you could say our toy guru, the uh, the, the footy specialist. Uh, wait, that didn't sound right. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> it's soccer. It's not a foot fetish. A I said footy. I said footy. The, our, our, you know, the people across the pond know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we have PCN underscore dirt. <laughs> Uh, I'd say great to be here, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so yes, there it is. Uh, oh. Yeah, there we go. So, um, as I said last week, we were supposed to be having, and I think we may still, I'm not really sure, but we're waiting for him to come on. Uh, we're going to have a special guest, uh, Mr. Brian Edward Hill. Hopefully he will show up, but I'm not sure what happened to him, but hopefully he will be along. Shall yeah, we, we hope all the best. Yes, indeed. Indeed. We're hoping he's doing all right. Um, and also, actually, who should be joining? Yes, he is the writer of... Um, Detective Comics. He is the upcoming writer of Batman and the Outsiders mini uh, miniseries. He's also writing uh, the What If uh, X Men that's coming up. He wrote that Black Lightning Hong Kong Fui special uh, that happened a while ago. He's also writing Postal and Romulus for Top Store uh, for Top Pal and Broken Trinity Pandora, which he wrote. Also, uh, Wildstorm Michael Cray. So. If anyone has any questions for him, and hope, you, know, uh, you can put it in the hashtag on Twitter, Comic Book Chronicles, and uh, we will try to. Uh, hopefully, they're good questions because you know, like craziness. <laughs> we're we're, we're, hold, we're trusting you on this one, people. But regardless, um, I guess we will do pull out our spill real quick and say that you can find us um, this podcast rather. On the CSPN podcast network, that's CSPN.us. Go over there, come, go over there, and check out a bunch of good podcasts of of the like and whatnot. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and the SoundCloud um, Coastal Their channel. 
Go check it out there. I'm sure it's in other places of podcast perusal, but hey, you know, those are the main ones. You can also go to shop.cspn.us and go get some merch from uh, this fine program and others. If I had a mug or something uh, on hand, I would prop it up so you can see it and you can get it. And well, you got it. a mug, but that's a, you know. Yeah, that's a different kind of mug. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. boom boom <laughs> so I guess um, while we are waiting, we will go ahead and do what we would normally do about this time and get into some comics. Um, if uh, Mr. Hill doesn't show up, then we'll, we'll try to reschedule one for next week or some other time. Hopefully, he's all right. So with that, um, we actually have a few choices. Because we do we have, have a full choice. books that we all read. So let's go ahead and do actually one that we've all read, and that looks to be Avengers number seven. How about? Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and get that chopped up. So, all right, so this is kind of like an interlude uh, story, kinda, but also an origin story. Yes. Of um, the first, which I. I think I know what book we're going to go to right after this, but the first Ghost Rider who um, who rides a flaming woolly mammoth. And if that's not metal enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we get so we, I guess he he this was a child back in the back in the I want to say the Stone Age I guess which for lack of whatever actual period it is. Right, like it's a nebulous time when. Uh, it's one million uh, BC. We do know that. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's you know we're, we're dealing with you know some prehistoric uh, point in man's uh, evolution, and um, we we find that there is one member of this particular group or tribe that has far more intelligence than all of the others. But what they end up running into is another person, a member of a different tribe. Who is also um, gifted? In yeah, a actually, sense. I don't. I don't think it's the whole tribe. I think it's just this this one dude. Because even with their talking, they were like, "Yeah, you're different like me," and it's, that's not that. At least, like they seem like they said, it's not that normal. But you know, or it's not they they haven't come across either that that many people like them. I should say, right? But but uh, this uh, this uh, this other uh, say, says that he comes from a pack. He also came from a pack that feared everything outside their cave. Yeah. So, to which but, uh, we found out to be a um, a somebody we know, or at least that we know of. Right. It might be the origin of a spirit, let's say, that actually appears in the first appearance of Wolverine. Yes. Hint, hint, hint. hint. <laughs> yeah, just, just and that's not the first, and, and, and I'm not referring to the Hulk. So, yes, that's that's another thing we'll get to it in, in, in a little bit, right? So I, that was actually a, an, an interesting twist because you know dealing with uh, you know with the, uh, the 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 primordial with the with the with the the, 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 the ancient, um, it was interesting to see Jason Aaron weave this particular character and this particular character's um, origin and, 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 you know, especially from, from the, the spiritual and the, 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 the demonic side, weaving that into this early history of man was pretty, you know, was pretty cool, like a nice twist. I am 
I think done with this series, to be honest. Um, I, I didn't really care much for the whole storyline that they, they had before bringing all the characters together and these primordial versions of the Avengers. I'm just reading this book going, okay, well, this is the first Ghost Rider on Earth, but like, why do I care? Like, what, what am I supposed to be getting from this guy that makes me go, ooh, I want to keep reading this, other than the fact that he's on a giant flaming woolly mammoth. I mean, that, that, was, that, that was like the you? one thing where you go, okay, well, that's, that's cool, but it's on the cover, so we knew it was going to be in the story, or at least it, you know, we were hoping. Like, it better be in there. Um, but once you get beyond that, I'm just, you know, I'm reading the story, and it's like, eh. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. I guess is is what it comes down to. And at the end, when he runs into some of the other proto Avengers uh, from one million uh, BC or whatever it is, it's just I'm just looking at him like I don't like I don't really care. Like who? Like eh? Like whatever? You know? Um, I don't buy Avengers to read stories of Odin when he was a kid. <laughs> So, so yeah, I was getting ready to, to dump it before, but I figured I wanted to see the Flaming Woolly Mammoth. I've seen it, and so now I think I'm done. It's true. You you did say that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it a little while longer. Cause I got I to gotta think in that, that camp. There's got to be... I need to know where this was going to go after that last big story. Because like, you don't start off like that and just go... You know, or at least I would hope you shouldn't. I don't you know. <laughs> You know, and uh, and again, Jason Arrow's kind of has done some pretty decent stuff in the past with uh, you know with characters. So I don't know. He definitely, we definitely know he has a thing for Thor and, and the Ilk. <laughs> as, I'm as, willing to give this. I'm, I'm willing to give uh, this story some more time because this is just a one-off issue. The next issue jumps right back into present day with. Uh, um, the, the current roster of Avengers and dealing with the aftermath of that the whole celestial stuff. Right. So probably he's going to be doing a little bit of back and forth like he's like he's done before. And I want to say, wait. Um, right. Like even say, like, going Kingman back to also, like the, 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 the future Thor case. and King Thor. Right. That whole, that whole thing that, that, you know, like this whole, um, you know, like multiple timelines and, and dealing with the parallel stories is something that Jason Aaron has done in his Marvel work for, you know, since since jump so i'm willing to give this uh, more time to develop yes yeah, so we shall we shall see how that pans out um so i guess if we're done with that then let's get to the um the other side of that co- this coin and talk about cosmic ghost rider number three because <laughs> holy hell that's a thing <laughs> Yeah, I did read this. I didn't do a write-up of it, but I did read it. I mean, I, you know, like I kind of uh, skimmed it to read it again. Yeah, which, yeah, that, I don't know if there's enough reading in the world to 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 get you to to know what's going on here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's well. So, Doug, go. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Doug, if you want to take over, yeah, yeah, go, go, go ahead. I, I love this book. I love this book. I love uh, <laughs> even this particular issue. I loved everything in this issue. Uh, I mean, this is just the jugger duck. You're, yes. you're dealing, you're dealing with, uh, time travel. And like, I've, I will just say, I, I've never really cared much for cable. He was always one of those characters that just never really did much for me. He was uh, and the fact the that 90s. he is a time traveler, they just, it seems like you could do more with that than what they typically seem to do. Um, and so it, 
in this story, they're saying, okay, he's the time traveler, so he's like blinking out of existence and then blinks back and it's been like 20 years later for him and he's built up a force of heroes and then some stuff goes on and then he blinks out and he blinks back and he's got a whole new group of heroes and like it just keeps playing with that idea of time travel um, in in the most ridiculous way where he's putting together the most insane groups of heroes and wannabe heroes and alternate versions of heroes and just basically you know this brought up a whole conversation we had before the show about whether or not this is taking place in the 616 universe because there are some weird mashups of characters. But again, when it's time travel and you're messing with the time stream, you know, you could have crazy jugger duck, uh, you know, somehow or another come through because you don't know what what's the Marvel universe is going to be in 20 years or 50 years or whatever. So, but I just love the fact that they're playing with that. Uh, you know, part of the whole reason that Frank Castle is doing this is because he wants to try to reform Thanos and and not turn him into the giant killer of the universe, and uh, we, we find out that, job that, that, either. that might that might not work. Yeah, that might not be the best plan. So, you know. So so wait. So so so, so let's. Uh, I'm sorry. Before you go any further, that let's back up again. Let's back up a second. And just in case people didn't know, give the run up to this issue, or the run up with Frank Castle. Specifically. Well, okay. So so as quickly as I can. Yeah. Frank Castle, far distant future, he became a herald of Galactus, and then he became uh, a ghost rider, and then he became the lackey for Thanos at the end of time. And then at some point farther on after that, he died. He ended up uh, in Asgard or Valhalla or wherever with Odin, and Odin gave him the ability to come back. uh, And so he chose to come back to when Thanos was a baby, and he grabs baby Thanos and he's trying the whole nature versus nurture thing to see if he can nurture baby Thanos and turn him into a fine, upstanding member of uh, society instead of the one who wants to kill everybody so that he can uh, marry death. And so that's it's, it's a nature versus nurture uh, story is basically what it comes down to with uh, Frank Castle, Herald of Galactus, Ghost Rider from the Far Future uh, with baby Thanos. And he is failing. Mis- one would argue that he's failing miserably at this job. And it's, and it's, and it, 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 as crazy as it sounds, it, it actually could be a sitcom on Fox. Yeah. Like Frank and the baby, you know? Yeah. Yes, because, well, so, um, it's worth noting there was a couple of things. And if you put those two together, the, the most logical outcome of that happens at the end of this issue. <laughs> God, um, <laughs> which in itself is just 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 a nightmare fuel uh, for for some, I'm sure. But and I'll even well, I'll, I'll, I'll even add, I like the artwork in this. And oh, this yeah. artwork is not your standard yeah. superhero <laughs> style of artwork. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot more jagged. It's a lot sketchier. Um, it, it feels you know darker and dirtier. Um, yeah. So I think it fits well with the storyline, and especially with a lot of the crazy stuff that's going on in the it's action. Mildly cartoony. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It has a nice, a nice uh, kind of over the top, but at the same time, still kind of dark and gritty feel mm. to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Thanos using uh, uh, somebody's uh, bionic arm to uh, beat the living hell out of. I mean, come on, the great panel. Baby but, Thanos. You know, like I, like I was saying earlier, I literally put this book down. I put it down. I was like, I'm not going to just, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Well, and now, now he's learned that baby Thanos can talk. So now, well, no, cause, cause, cause baby Thanos talked talk when he found him. Cause he was like, supposedly he was like 
three years old or something, even though he was still in the crib for some reason. But baby, baby Thanos was talking then. Yeah. Or well, I'm just saying that it plays up a whole lot more. Right. So anyway, but I yeah. love it. It's, it's zany fun. <laughs> Definitely over the top. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a weird, dumb, fun book, but you know, it's, it's good. So, but I also like the fact that they, well, not necessarily hyped up, but there's been articles about this, um, this future guardians of the galaxy that spoiler alert don't really last that long. <laughs> uh, in the course of the book, and and Cable just throw the whole bunch of other Guardians or heroes or whatever the case may be in, into the mix. And uh, yeah, wait, is this because I'm I'm kind of blending this? Is this the way they also got rid of uh, Galactus? Yeah, like Galactus came in and got got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they found a way to use Pym particles on Galactus yes. and uh, removed him as a threat. Yeah. So, which um, which has me thinking of like, wait, why? Why hasn't anyone done that before? But then, probably logically, that probably wouldn't. There wouldn't be enough. Well, because because Cable had to had to ping out for twenty years and right. then come back with the breakthrough in in particle science that he could use <laughs> yes. on Galactus. So, so yeah, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider is is pretty dumb, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's a pretty good. Thing. <laughs> I don't man. This is 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 ridiculous. But uh, but I but I've enjoyed it, especially reading them. Like um, this would probably definitely be a good trade book well it's it's also one of those where it's so dumb it's smart yeah right like you know it's it's one of the smartest books that marvel is putting out with how dumb and ridiculous it is because as dumb as everything is like it almost all of it has a purpose and drives towards something Mm -hmm. or references something else or is a setup for something that happens later like there's so many layers and there's so much going on that's woven through everything that that it's 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 all like so random and stupid, but it all makes sense and fits together. Yeah, or set up for something that stuff that's already happening. We have or, or a punchline, yeah, yeah. Or something. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that is that. There was something else I was gonna say about it, but I can't remember what it is, so it doesn't matter. So we're gonna move on. Uh, so anybody want to throw out a book? All right, don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, uh, you know, we do have a sound effect for that, you know? What's next? Okay, well, oh, there's that, that one, one too, sure, but the old classic one. All right, well, how about this? Then I will throw out a book. <laughs> and I think we actually we mentioned this earlier. Um, oh, that, that was what I was going to say about Cosmic Ghost Rider was that the fact that um, I was likening Cosmic Ghost Rider to the Multiple Man book that's going on because of. As, as, as uh, Duke said earlier, um, because of the whole time shenanigans and craziness going on with it. So that's that. But I'm going to get to Immortal Hulk, which wait, did we all read. Actually, all. Did all read, yes. yes. So I'm actually enjoying this book. All right. Well, oh, so the dog. Yeah, yeah, either the dog did or did not enjoy this book. We don't know. <laughs> Sorry, there's a train whistle in the distance. So, of course, the dog thinks we're under attack. Sure. <laughs> Well, if there's ever any killer trains in your area, then y'all will be set. You know what the dog is thinking, right? Right, exactly. Oh, it's thinking this. It's a trap! <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, yeah, uh, so, um, so, Age of 70, you want to talk about uh, Immortal Sure, Hulk? so, this is a continuation of a story uh, involving um, Walter Langowski, a.k.a. Uh, Sasquatch, 
um, you know, on the hunt for the now uh, fugitive banner. And, uh, you know, we have a little bit of uh, background at the beginning of the story um, where it's a little bit of a flashback. Um, Alpha Flight and Sasquatch are in space as part, of, you know, in space on the space station, on the Alpha Flight space station with Captain Marvel. And uh, there's a bit of a, you know, of a, of a uh, debriefing going on um, wherein Captain Marvel asks, you know, Sasquatch, what's going on? Why are you Sasquatch all the time? Why don't you change into your alter ego? And, you know, and we start with that premise and jump into the present where um, Lankowski has been, uh, or Sasquatch has basically been, uh, been injured and has been brought to a hospital and Bruce Banner has uh, 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 come to this particular hospital and uh, basically shenanigans ensue, but of the uh, savage uh, gamma-powered beast kind. Yes. So, yeah, actually, he straight up got killed at, at that last... Um, but he's mm-hmm. basically the same as, as Bruce Banner, and this is where like Bruce Banner can die, but his, they're his alter ego. So they're basically putting the parallels between them two a little closer including what comes out in this issue as, you know, uh, I th- their gamma connection, I guess. Right. Which, which they had already said that in, in, in issues past. I guess they're, bo- they're both effectively immortal. So According I guess there could be a spin-off yeah. of Sasquatch coming soon. Yeah. Although at the end of this, we don't know where that lies, even though we've seen articles. Well, I've seen articles suggesting that, yeah, there's going to be more forthcoming. Well, and also, apparently, gamma radiation opens you up to a lot more stuff than just turning into a monster. Yes. Um, and we get a reveal that there's somebody else inside uh, Sasquatch, which, like, I mean, I guess it works for the character, uh, and it, it, it'll work for this uh, horror-themed story they're doing, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, eh, like, Really? Well, like when, when you consider somebody that's not talked about, that's not part of the story, that's right. not really part of the mythos, that's not really well, it is. It's part of the mythos. In well, well, no, no, no. He, he, he's talking about the person that we that that shows up as to being in control of the Sasquatch, being not who right. normally. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no connection between this guy and Sasquatch. Right. Right. So um, it just I don't. It seems like it's too convenient for the sake of the story. It doesn't really go with the story flow that we've been given so far. But, you know, having said that, I still thought it was a fun uh, story. It had, it had good pacing, good action. Um, this reporter lady who's been trying to track down Bruce Banner and follow around the Hulk, whatever, um, finding out what her motivation is um, and, you know, what, what she's actually working towards. And it's not the big scoop of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is completely unhinged. And uh, I have a feeling she's going to come back as a villain at some point. Uh, down the line also because uh, crazy people make good villains right. so um, so well, I do like the, the way that the story is at least structured is, yeah. and the way it's flowing even though I don't necessarily like this character that's just kind of shoehorned in here at the last minute hmm. yeah that part definitely was kind of weird but it also kind of opens it up the same it's like okay because with this whole green door thing it's almost like well this green door a dimensional gateway to some kind of the gamma force or something like seen, it's like the speed force. We're going to yes. see Flash come through. Exactly. <laughs> Which is point. what it seems like they're kind of setting it up as. And I guess what all gamma irradiated um, 
creatures or people can see this door, or at least they hadn't gone that far with it yet, but it seemed like that's kind of where they're going. Like, is, is She-Hulk going to come in and be like, yeah, I've seen this door too, and it's going to be, and then she's going to have another alter ego, which I guess she kind of already does if you, <laughs> if, yeah. you're, if you're reading Avengers. Well, yeah, but then the John Byrne sensational She-Hulk will come out, and then the two of them will be <laughs> fighting against each other. And then this goes, just goes smashing through the fourth wall again. Right. Yeah, right. So, so anyway, yeah. I, still, I still like the horror theme of it. You know, it's still playing out like that B-movie, monster movie uh, type stuff that I, I'm enjoying that, that very much. So even though I didn't like that character that was thrown in here at the, in this That's issue, right. I still overall like uh, the story, and I still plan on sticking with the book. Okay. I like this. This is a potential click of the week choice for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good story. I'm not sure if it would go that far with it, but hey, that's... I can see it. Um, so let's go on to something else. Uh, Dirk, you want to want to throw out a book? Um, well, you want to stick with Marvel and just sure. keep running through them? Go for it. Um, because also... Yeah, I was going to say Death of the Inhumans 3 was something I know that uh, that we've been talking about for a while that we've been digging this series. Um, it's also by Donnie Cates, uh, who's doing Cosmic Ghost Rider um, and working on the Thanos stuff. Uh, and, and he actually gets a, a plug for Cosmic Ghost Rider in this book, uh, which I actually was uh, kind of happy to see that. I kind of giggled a little bit, even though the uh, sure. gravity of this particular series. But so at the end of the last issue, um, we see Black Bolt getting his throat cut. We know it's Death of the Inhuman, so you're like, oh, well, they just killed Black Bolt. That's kind of weird. Well, we find out he's not actually dead. Um, it, was, it was enough to cut his ability to speak, uh, but then now he's stitched back up and he's being held prisoner, and since he can't speak, he can't shout uh, like Black Bolt, then he's unable to cause uh, the destruction and, uh, that he normally would. So uh, they're just using him so they can uh, torture him for a little while longer and he can watch as the rest of the Inhumans are going to be destroyed. And uh, it doesn't quite work out that way. Um, Not quite. What, so, what I'm really enjoying about how, the, what they're, how they're using Black Bolt in this story and in the Black Bolt um, miniseries by uh, Saladin Ahmed uh, is... Uh, they find ways to have Black Bolt not be, you know, hindered and also empowered to destroy planets. You know, he's not hindered by that power. So by taking it away for the most part, they allow the character to, you know, inhabit a different space and do different things. Um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting to see writers do different things with the character so that they can use um, the character in different ways. You know, in this sense... Um, Black Bolt is dealing with, and the way uh, Kate's puts it in the book is great. He's been reduced to using his power with scalpel-like precision. Yeah, so no longer is his voice this blunt object or this blunt force that comes through and just obliterates. Now he has to use it a little more um, precisely. I guess is a good way to put it. And so uh, using the names of all the people that have been killed, um, he's able to whisper the names. And even though he doesn't have his booming voice, a whisper from him is still enough to do some damage. And so we see the Black Bolt is not completely useless uh, as far as that goes. But with the rest of the Inhumans, though, they've, they've, 
starting with this issue, it's kind of backing off the wholesale slaughter. Right. Um, so we've gotten, you know, the first two issues that were just, you know, body after body after body after body after colony uh, being destroyed. And now it's, it's backing off a little bit from that. And you got a whole bunch of carnage at first, but now we're working towards more of a, you know, a, a eventual confrontation. Um, the one thing, though, that kind of bothers me is Medusa. Um, she's, she doesn't want anyone else involved. And I don't know if that's just supposed to be her ego or if they just said for the sake of the story, you can't, you can't bring anyone else into this. But they're like, hey, we got to go to Earth. We got to get the yeah. Avengers. We got to. No, 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 no help. We're going to do it ourselves. No, I think it's like, it, it's, like, it's like a bunch of you just got wiped out. And the first thing you say is we don't want help. Like, uh, I, I, I don't think it's that exactly. I think that there's two ways to look at it. I don't exactly agree with Medusa myself. Right. But I think it's that they don't want to turn back. One. And two, I don't think they want to deal with, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, heroic morality. So, you know, that's, that's, kind of what, that's kind of what she's implying in this issue. So, so if the heroes were there, they would stop them from getting the revenge and destroying... Right. Uh, okay, I can, I, can, I can buy that at least a little bit more. Right, that's the, that's the gist that I got. Because I mean, what she says is, there's going, there, there will be no place for heroes in what comes next. Yeah, and historically, they've always been like, no, nah, we can do this ourselves. You know, we don't need anybody's help anyway. So it kind of plays the both with both your. Well, yeah, but, but again, but not they, after they to, many of them have been slaughtered. All right, but they turn out to be looking for help. Because yeah, yeah. at the end of the issue, they actually find help. And I think I agree wholeheartedly with Dirt and his <laughs> notes in this. Yeah, so, so we get this. I'm not going to spoil who don't it spoil, is. Yeah. But we see a character makes an appearance at the end. And you can tell, first of all, when the character starts talking, they don't show you who it is, but you can see that the word uh, balloons, the, the, the lettering is different. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that they come from some other universe, some other corner, I guess, of the Marvel universe. Um, because Marvel has a tendency to do that, playing with the lettering. And, um, but it, it's revealed as a character... That really confuses me because it's a character. How did we get to this point in this? Right. Point? Last time we saw the character, he was doing fine. Right. And now he seems to have fallen on hard times, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and he's developed a giant beer gut, which <laughs> doesn't. Okay. Um, but also, he's now in this Death of the Inhumans, and he's always been a side character. Um, they've tried a few times to give him a series and whatever, and it's never quite worked out. But if they kill this character off in this book, I will start fires. <laughs> I will smash stuff. Yeah. I will, you know, will not be happy myself. I will be putting dog doo doo in a box and mailing it to Marvel offices <laughs> because this, if, if this character dies, I will riot. This is not, I'm not, I'm not playing games with this guy, but <laughs> I won't be happy myself. That's going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with this character's inclusion in the story. Right. You know, it took me by surprise as well. Although, to be honest, um, the character, I, even though the character is depicted as, as being in his transformed state, maybe upon gaining his transformed state, maybe he won't have the beer gut. We'll see. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I still, I still like the series, though. I still, and, and I, I like the issue. Even even as much as I've I've enjoyed the carnage in the last couple issues, I understand the need to kind of pull back a little bit because you can't you know keep doing that over and over because uh, then you're a broken record. So uh, the story does progress a little bit more beyond that. Um, 
And so I, I'm still intrigued by it, even though the, the characters of the Inhumans, again, have never really been a whole lot for me. Um, I'm still enjoying this series. Same. Although I've enjoyed the characters, you know, much more and been and kind of at least tried to keep up with their story. All right. Yeah, I at least try to keep keep an eye on what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, but n- I don't necessarily read all of it. It's just kind of like what's happening over. Th- okay, that's what they're okay, and then that's all I need to know, you know, until something a little more interesting I think comes along, and then I then I'll read the miniseries. But gotcha. you know, um, I only had one other Marvel book, and that was the Thanos Legacy number one. Okay, do it. Um, what? No, I said do it. Oh, okay. I thought you said wait. Okay. Mm. Um, so it's basically broken into two stories. And the first story uh, is telling basically, uh, it's trying to bridge the gap between what happened at the end of the Thanos series and the, uh, the what's the Infinity storyline? That's what, Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars? Is that what's yeah. going on? Infinity Prime? Wars. What's the thing going on now? Yeah. So I'm not reading that. Um, Infinity, so I, I don't know exactly how this is going to tie together. Um, I read the last you know, Thanos series, and I liked it, but um, when that ended, it kind of ended in a way that I was more than happy with the ending that we got in that series. And so, I read this one. I guess it's kind of interesting that there's a little bit more to Thanos than we knew before. There's actually something about him that's kind of dark side-ish, I'll say, without uh, you know giving uh, everything away. But at the same time, after reading it, I'm just not hooked. Um, I don't need to keep reading this, I don't think. And the second story, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is news to anybody, um, but Thanos didn't treat Gamora very well when she was a little girl. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. That, that might be a newsflash. Uh, if, if you didn't know that, well, now you know after reading that backup story. But otherwise... Uh, it's it's a story with no dialogue, and it literally will take you about five seconds to read the 10, 12 pages or whatever for this backup story. I mean, there's there's pretty much nothing to it. So uh, at the end of the day, I was just let down kind of by the whole thing, and I don't know where this is going. I know it's going to tie into the Infinity stuff that's going on, but I've just never really been that big into all that stuff, so I think I'm done with Thanos for now. Hmm. Okay. okay. So, actually, I will say that we can... I have another book I could throw out, and but uh, unless someone else has something else more present, then uh, we can also start to spin up the uh, spin up the Vulcan. All right, here we go. Rapid fire time. And uh, I've got a few books here, but um, or at least left, so I'll, I'll try to run through them relatively quickly and start off with uh, as guardians of the galaxy number one which is also a um supposedly coming out of infinity wars in that i haven't been reading infinity wars either so i'm assuming this i don't know if this character has a more of a part to play outside of what she has been in here and that would be nebula which is the other daughter of thanos Mm -hmm. uh but we don't find out until halfway in the issue so basically we see um a group of asgardians like get put together for some mission that we still don't know fully about, but we do know it's, it's Angela, it's Valkyrie, a.k.a. the original Valkyrie, who we hadn't seen, or at least I haven't seen since uh, Fearless Defenders, who is still tied to uh, human archaeologist Annabelle Riggs, because uh, we first started off with 
uh, Angela and Scourge, the executioner, going to get her. And then that was in the past. Then they cut to now to where they're fighting on some planet to where Annabelle's trying to read some uh, some some stuff off this archaeological dig that's, I guess, Asgardian in, in origin. Uh, then she ends up tar- turning into Valkyrie and starting fighting. And then there's a whole thing about, you know, the rest of the team also is in the mix, like Thunderstrike, whom we haven't seen in a minute, and Throg, Thorfrog, who might actually be without having any words, but just coming in and kicking some butt have, has probably the, the, the best, <laughs> the best couple of panels in this mm-hmm. issue. Uh, let me see who has, Oh, and of course the destroyer armor, which is being piloted by someone we find out who it is at the end of the issue. Um, a person who shouldn't even be here. Um, but yet is. And uh, if you think about as guardians and people, associated with them you can especially one particular kin to one of the characters you can kind of figure out who that person is or at least a version of who that person is um that's that aside like i said we find out the loose infinity wars tie in with this with nebula basically looking to try to raise an army uh as it looks like because of what's going on in, in infinity wars i'm not sure but that seems to be what's the case and like I said, we find out who's in the destroyer armor and the fact that um, this person and Angela has a promise with each other for some odd reason. And this is why she put the team together, because this seems this team seems unlikely, as uh, Annabelle says in the course of the story, like you didn't put us in like this wasn't just a random team put together. This was like this. This is a bunch of either expendable people or people who just don't, you know who don't have much of a problem with uh, doing some things. So that's that. But it was a fun book, and I enjoyed it. I, I, might, might, uh, I think it's a mini year in a way, so I, I might keep up with it. Uh, let's see. Next up, Ant-Man and the Wasp number five. This ends that storyline where uh, Nadi and Scott were, uh, were trying to get home from the quantum realm, a.k.a. the microverse. Uh, actually, they do call it the microverse here, but they kind of mention some quantum stuff here because they got entangled, so they end up doing mirror match type stuff, stuff, and they're trying to figure out how to unbind each other and get back home at the same time, which they do. But apparently, um, they, there may be a thing that still ties them together, as we find out at the end of the at the end of the issue. Like while this is the end of the miniseries, it might branch off into something else, and we do know Nadia is getting her own book back. Which may or may, I don't think they're gonna put that in there, but still, it's it's a thing that might come up sometime later. Um, Silver Surfer Annual Number One, an annual for a book that has been gone a almost literal year, folks. <clears throat> so this is a, a pretty familiar story. If you know the origins of um, Silver Surfer, this is pretty much that, except for before. Uh, apparently this takes place before uh, what we kind of know as far as between him being becoming Silver Surfer and him coming to Earth, in other words. But the story in itself is is familiar um, as to when he kind of did go to Earth and kind of goes into his backstory and that kind of stuff. It was, again, it was a familiar, very, quite familiar read, but um, it was decent. Or what it was, and like I was like, we've kind of seen the stuff before, but it, it's just a slightly different story. Uh, X Men Gold number thirty-five. So this ends 
that chapter of this book, because I think this book is in the next next uh, issue anyway, if I'm not mistaken, in that. So Aurora with uh, Aurora was investigating her um, her old village and some things going on with this uh, person who was this guy named Uvu, who looks like a Kuma from Street Fighter. Uh, she had her Thor hammer back for a while, but then it was gone. It came back this issue and uh, and we got a cameo from some of the other X-Men. But she basically concludes the fight with Uvu and the hammer gets destroyed, presumably never to return again. And also the people who were affected by this and this God who was raising the dead disappear. Almost Thanos snapping his fingers like. Hmm. Um, weird enough, because you even get the same going away kind of thing. But, but that pretty much ends that and then leaving, leaving Storm to kind of, you know, make a promise and mourn and, and do all that stuff. Let's see. Da, da, da. I got two more left. Uh, Adventures of the Super Sons number two, and I kind of wish um, Tim was here for these next two because I think he's been reading these two. I'm not sure, but we get a bit of a backstory from a couple of the the, the villains, uh, or at least one villain and the person that they first recruited, who may or may not be a villain, who just may be a, a slight bystander to what's been going on, but. Um, John and Damien basically get kidnapped because these villains need a hypercube from this, uh, the Fortress of Solitude, which they kind of get, but they still don't know how to use it, and they need they still need um, John for that. But the kids um, try to figure out how to get uh, John's powers back, which were taken by some version of Kryptonite. But at the end of this, in trying to get those powers back, uh, spoiler alert, John gets split in two. So there's now like uh, two versions of uh, Superboy in different colors, almost Superman three. Like, wait, wait, are they, are they red and blue? They are. Oh, <laughs> actually, I, I uh, just realized earlier today that this had come out and I didn't get my paper copy. So mm. I was just um, texting Damien a few minutes ago. I was like, where's my paper copy of Super Sons? You son of a, so uh, it's actually, I'll be going by tomorrow. Pick that up. Yeah, it's actually still worth. It, 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 I think it may still be like there's not that much action in it, but it's probably still worth a read to get to to get to the to the last page. So it's uh, cool. Uh, and my last, <laughs> where's book, my super sons? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the last book that I have is a vertical book called Border Town. And again, like I kind of wish, uh, and I'll do the other reason why I know Tim's been reading because I saw a tweet that he did when because he got uh, a copy of the book and some other stuff along with it, including uh, some swag. But so, Border Town is basically about this kid named Frank. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He's like half uh, half Mexican. He and his mom and his, I guess, stepdad moved to this town in Arizona near the border. And in this town, there is it is not only on the border of uh, Mexico and the United States; it's also the border of another dimension where these monsters um, uh, monsters live. And we see some of these monsters kind of come into the human realm in, in this town, start causing some havoc. But also, this is also a town with some. Um, with some unrest with it, you know, because you, you, you know, with a border town, you have, you know, these folks trying to protect the border because they don't want illegals coming in. And then, and you have people that are 
more or less racist. Uh, but that's kind of a small part to it in the fact that there's these other monsters are coming in that some of which are from Mexican origin or based legend to, to come in and to kind of wrecking havoc. Uh, and it looks like uh, Frank with a couple of other people that he's been meeting in town might be getting together to either battle or do something with it. We don't know this battle, but we just basically meet Frank and these other characters that get introduced in the story and whether they get what part they will play going forward will be told in the next few issues or not. But uh, this is by uh, Eric Esquivel and um, Ramon Villalobos, uh, who's uh, who's an artist I, I, um, I, I who's working I enjoy so, and been getting a lot cleaner lately. Um, so it's 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 a really interesting book to read because as I said in my notes is. I, and I don't know this for a fact, but I guess Erie, Indiana, that uh, show is kind of a thing. But also with the dash of Karate Kid, because Frank's kind of the, you know, hey, you didn't want to move here in the first place. But there's no Mr. Miyagi and there's no karate but because he can hold his own. But there's kind of still some shades of, you know, the Ralph Macho character coming in with a chip on the shoulder and, you know, but things going on within the town or not. So I don't know. And also, I guess Monster Squad would probably play into this. Again, this is a movie I don't remember seeing too much of. But if any of that is intriguing, you can go check it out because it's definitely a, a weird one starting off. All right. So what I got from that is that Mexicans crossing the border are monsters. Got it. Keep going. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, so and if anybody else got uh, anything else, you're going to go ahead and I've, pop I've got uh, two more real quick. Uh, Batman 54. I read uh, pretty sure, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Agent 70 read that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it, it talks about the Batman uh, Nightwing dynamic. It talks about Dick Grayson coming to live with Bruce and some of the things over the years, the way Dick has always been there to be, you know, lighthearted, to be comedy. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, when he first arrived, of course, it was you know, very sad, very heartbreaking. He's having nightmares about his parents dying. Uh, and so Bruce had to be there for him. And so they have this complex relationship that it's, it, it is father-son in a way, but it's also kind of brothers in a way because they both went through the same thing, losing their parents. And so um, Batman being recently dumped at the altar um, Dick is there, you know, just to for moral and emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. To help him through it and, uh, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And, uh, so it, it was an interesting story, but it was kind of just like a filler throwaway. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to it other than the fact that it, it ran down some of the C D E F list of villains, uh, condiment King. Condiment <laughs> King's no joke. He killed three people this week. Um, so we got a lot of that stuff going on. So, so it, it was interesting, you know, and it was fun. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you still get done with it, and you're just like, well, it was a filler. You know, it was it was better filler than some things I've read. Right. Um, in I was going to say, yeah. What I would say is, it's not exactly the fill uh, when you when you think of a filler issue, you think of just kind of a one off thing. This is a, a just a kind of a logical next step in the story. It's just in the sense that it's not it's a one and done. Um, uh, story and this like kind of larger story of how Batman goes from you know completely head over heels to uh, being jilted at the altar and how he recovers from that. So um, that's where this falls into that particular story mechanic. Um, I have to say that though, the, my last note, you know, and I really enjoyed this part 
was this book also made me finally look up the all of the ingredients of a cucumber sandwich, why it's made the way it's made, the different ways that it's made, and its origin as a, like a light snack uh, for uh, British tea. So, you know, one of these days I'm going to try to make some uh, cucumber sandwiches, but I, I've, I've read cucumber sandwiches so often when it comes to Alfred. I'm like, what the hell is a cucumber sandwich? I just sort of let it go. Now I'm just like, forget it. Now I'm just going to look it up. Now I know. And it's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other book I have is James Bond Origin, number one. Um, and it was a very by-the-numbers, um, basic type of origin. It is, uh, it's the Sean Connery Bond very clearly. I mean, one of the things I liked early on with the way they were doing Bond at Dynamite was that the very first issue they did, they never showed his face. So you never really got to pull one way or another of which version of Bond it, it, it is, it was. Um, and it's just kind of set in you know, that kind of all-purpose modern time where everything kind of looks the way it is, but the technology is a little more futuristic. But then people drive kind of older-looking cars. You know, so it's a really nondescript time period, indeterminate. And yet this one was very much like this is... Sean Connery, James Bond, this is him growing up in Scotland. Uh, this is Nazis attacking for World War II. Um, this is, you know, talking about his mom and dad, which we found, about, uh, found out about in uh, You Only Live Twice um, when you saw his uh, obituary on the screen. So it's like there are the names and everything. So they're, they're definitely building that universe around the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the story... Like, I get it. You can't kill your hero in the first issue of his origin story because that, that kind of, you know, kills the whole progression of the story. But at the same time, when Nazis are killing the professor trying to get the rocket plans uh, and you happen to stumble upon them, they're not going to go, he's just a boy, and punch him in the gut and leave him there. You know, when they're willing to kill for these plans, the Nazis are going to be like, hey, kill the boy. And let's get out of here. So, no you know, it's, it's just a little, uh, you know, as I'm just reading it, it's like, eh, like, I'd, like I get it. But should, I think there should have been something a little more clever for him to escape, you know, something showing how smart he is or how he's able to get the upper hand against him or whatever. It's something. And they just didn't do it. So, um, but again, it's, it's a very just kind of bland, all purpose. He's not James Bond yet. And there's no like, Hey, welcome to the organization, and we're going to show you all this cool stuff. And here's like the underground of the political machinations of everything going on. Instead, it's more like that whole 007 thing hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. And because James Bond is smart, but he doesn't take direction well, it may be built as a thing that he'll be a part of. Um, he may inspire it, I guess, maybe in a way, but I mean, really, it just. Like, I'm reading it, and I'm just like, eh, this isn't really what I expected. This wasn't what I was hoping for. And the fact that it's so firmly rooted in the late 30s, early 40s, you know, where that Sean Connery version of Bond would have come out of, that it's just kind of like, eh, all right, well, you know, it's not playing into the modern timeline. It's playing into that old one, which is interesting at the same time. It's not what they've been doing with Bond for a long time in the comics and the movies and everything else, so it just kind of feels a little out of place. Almost outdated. Okay. Yeah. All righty. I've only got one more book uh, to talk about. That's Captain America number three, um, Ta-Nehisi Coates and uh, Lionel Yu. 
Um, I have to say that Coates is definitely drawing on current events um, uh, to incorporate into his story, as well as the status quo of Wakanda in the wake of uh, the Black Panther movie to create a pretty action-packed story. Um, it's weird knowing who the big bad is. You know, we've talked about who the big bad is before it's already been revealed. Um, it's weird knowing that this X-Men villain also makes at least just a little sense as the big bad in this story instead of the usual Nazi and or Nazi sympathizers. Um, this leaves me curious to see where this all goes. So um, I'm definitely enjoying this Coates book as opposed to trying to figure out what the hell he's doing in Black Panther right now. So, um, but this is a little bit more straightforward. So that's not, a, you know, that's not too surprising. All righty. So I, guess it's time <laughs> I thought to- you were going to go a little bit longer. I was like, wow, he really did that as a quick. I know, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Time for uh I'm gonna. I'm just uh, pulling up the uh, the soundboard here. Time for a clicks of the week. I was reading Tim's click of the week, and that's what that's what was distracting. So uh, here we go. Yeah. So yeah, click of the week time, folks. What you got? Uh, we got Tim's. He said, "I'm trying to look up the number here." Um, he, he said, "Justice League." This week's Justice, Justice League yeah, number no, seven. Uh, number seven. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, I think mine's fairly obvious. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider number three. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me travel back in time. It, no, it's Cosmic Ghost it's Rider still, number three. Okay, yeah, well, you, you don't want to slide back like 20 more times and make sure? Okay. Let's slide by one. one. <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider number three. Uh, uh, I'm actually almost inclined to, to agree with you on this one. Um, because, wow, that was a, that was a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Because that book's kind of crazy. And, and uh, rightly deserved. So, uh, Age of Seven, what you got? I'm going to go with, I guess, the other Kate's book that I read this week, which is Death of the Inhumans number three. Okay. Despite our misgivings about what we're Yeah, gonna- I was going to say, Death of the Inhumans <laughs> 4 might be the rage, pick of the rage uh, yeah. a couple weeks, but we'll see. We yeah. will see. That's kind of how it goes with these things. So, all right, cool. And then that being the case, I guess we will be saying goodbye to Mr. Dirt there. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty late. So, yep. yeah, we're running a little behind tonight. So, wish like or Dirt a good night. Indeed. Good night, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. All right, Later. take it easy. And uh, with that, we will go into the news. But before that, as we tend to do, we will get in an ad read. Our first ad read of the night is for Funko, Fun at First Sight. You're home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards, and keychains. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko to place your first order with 10% off. And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, Put in the offer code SHOP10, S-H-O-P-1-0, for your 10% off discount. Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today.
All right. And as we start off, like we normally do, we will go into the news, starting with the cinematic. Hold on, the news! Uh, and I will start off by saying Oscar Isaac has a suggestion for Last uh, Last Jedi haters. It uh, doesn't matter what you think! Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, that's what he's saying. That's kind of basically... <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. That's kind of <laughs> what he's saying. That was that was like, actually on point. And then <laughs> I'm like, you don't get it. Like, wait, no, that's no, I got it. I got it. You're right. You're right. No, you got it. You got it. You got it. So anyway, um, so, but what he actually said, uh, the, given that nice paraphrase, was that um, what I what I think is really special uh, about the whole thing, particularly about the people who that don't really agree where the story went. Uh, is that it's often a great inspiration to do your own stuff. Uh, Isaac told uh, Yahoo Entertainment, obviously making your own Star Wars movie is a big bit of a tough challenge, but at least from the narrative standpoint, maybe you making your own thing and then show what you would want, uh, make what you want to see, which is a thing that's been said in comics, uh, you know, at large for quite a while now with the hubbub going around that. But uh, that the first time might pretty much you can kind of paraphrase that into that because there are people doing that and we don't want to talk about those because those people are idiots anyway. So let's move on. All righty. So Infinity Wars, in the uh, Avengers Infinity War movie had an alternate ending that was even darker than the final version that made it to theaters. Hmm. So apparently, what was this from the director's uh, commentary? I believe so, yes. All right. Oh, it, was a, so, it, was a, it was the VFX team's uh, featurette. Uh, the other thing is probably on the Blu-ray. Yeah. All right. So according to the, uh, the VFX supervisor, uh, things get a little dark. And, um, you know, the ending would have had uh, Thanos walking through a river of blood. I mean, that would have been pretty, pretty grim. Mm-hmm. So although definitely symbolic of what happens. Or, or someone would have said, why is this big great man wa- walking through red Kool-Aid? Yeah. Depending on how you know the how it's rendered, right? Sure. So, but that's the thing. We got what we got. But you can, uh, yeah. This was an interview. I think that is. Um, I don't know. I haven't gone through all that stuff, but I think there is a, probably a feature read about that stuff. But we're not because um, I mm-hmm. never did look through the um, the deleted stuff yet. Anyhow, that is that. Uh, James Gunn firing could affect Avengers Four also, which. Uh. Yeah, again, this is why I don't. I wasn't gonna bring this up too many times, more times. But hey, this is actually a thing. So yeah, you already know Batista's out there still, still blah 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 about all this stuff and you know his place and all that color stuff he's, he's on. So you know, hey, you know, friends, I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah, according to him in an interview, it's on permanent hold for now, and I think that's been actually confirmed with by Disney. Uh, at the point that this article came out. But uh, he said he knows he's, he's in uh, Avengers 4, and he's already shot his stuff, and he's got some sh- reshoots left, but, you know, da-da-da-da-da. I think he has also said that um, he would want a Drax movie, even if he was attached to it or not. But I don't know, just whatever. We'll it see. Is, yeah, sure. no one would so, care about a Drax movie. Next up, uh, Blade is one of Wesley Snipes' Marvel projects. And uh, is well, one of these projects with Blade's daughter. 
So we talked about this last week where Wesley Snipes was out there talking, saying that there was two projects possibly in the works with uh, Marvel uh, Blade related. And I also speculated, so yes, I'm slightly too my own just a little bit here, that it could harken back to the Blade starter uh, thing that they were supposed to do a couple of years ago that never came to fruition. The book, rather. And this article also kind of uh, kind of postulates that as well. Alrighty. So, uh, next up, ah, you big news. Pull all three of these in. Yes, 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 I am. Because so Brie Larson sees uh, this was Tuesday night, I believe it was at, at the time of this recording. Uh, Brie Larson teases the Captain Marvel announcement, which came out to be a spread in this month's uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, issue. And also some behind the scenes, well, excuse me, some set photos of the characters from said movie, to which you can see here right now. So you can go to Entertainment Weekly site and see the, um, the, the exclusives they have on all of that. But I am going to just go through some of these pictures because here we see, if you're watching the video, and you should sometimes, uh, Or you should just go to the Entertainment Weekly website and look at these photos. Or you can look at our video and do, get straight to the point. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you're watching this video, um, you know, hey. Anyway, we'll get back on that. Uh, so you see her in the uniform, the, the Captain Marvel uniform. You see a picture, this picture of her with... Um, what looks to be, uh, and according to this, is going to be Star Force, which is a name I've heard of, but I don't know too much about. And you see Ronan the Accuser over there, and um, uh, Korath, played by Diamond Hunchu back there, and a couple of other Kree soldiers. So, which kind of, kind of, um, you know, had me curious about. I was like, well, wait a minute, how is she going to get from there to here? Because obviously they're not doing, you know, her original storyline. So, you know, how does she get from there? Because we know she's definitely heavily, um, you know, her powers are from the Kree. But we'll see how we get to that point. And then, of course, we see um, her, uh, Brie Larson, with Jude Law playing her uh, captain, who's the commander of Star Force. Uh, and then we see this picture of uh, four scrolls coming out of the water, which is getting a whole lot of play because it looks like a boy band. <laughs> which I, I found was kind of interesting and of course uh, could be some undercover Cree here as this uh, the article saying but like I said these are, these are in here there was one particular issue uh, uh, picture that I wanted to get to as you see Sam Jackson uh, Nick Fury there we see Cree uh, Larson in her, in, her, in her plane here we go we see one Maria Photon Rambo in a cockpit of her uh, fighter jet, which, if you did not know, Maria Rambo is the mother of Monica Rambo. And uh, some people on in the see they did a typo in here too. But anyway, and going by one of the um, one of the uh, names that uh, Monica has gone through, gone gone by over the years in, in comics. So yeah, so we find out that. Um, uh, Lashana Lynch is playing uh, um, Monica's mother, which uh, somebody postulated on Twitter, and I can't remember the name right now, that uh, this still could open the door to the previous young lady who had to bow out to still play Monica Rambeau in something coming up. 
Because this is being because Captain Marvel is being set in the nineties, so if it was Monica Rambeau, she'd be kind of way older than, um, you know, than what she would be now, in, or in comics. Anyway, but that's that. You can go check that out. It's an entertainment wiki. You can go to the site and, and check all this out, or, or you know, be happy with what we have presented. Next, an Avengers four animated fan trailer unites the entire Marvel universe against Thanos. Someone has a lot of time on their hands. Hey, it must be nice. It actually looks kind of like the style they're using in the actual show, so that's pretty good. But yeah, there's a video of that. It looks like wait, has it been taken down? It may have been taken down. I don't know. Sometimes that that uh, that is being taken. That means it might have been taken down. We'll see. What I mean, we won't see. But yeah, it was something. Uh, the Flash is finally going to start addressing a plot thread that has been dangling since the pilot. Ye those five, yay those five years ago. Has it been five years? It's been longer than five years. Regardless, yeah. So there's a plot plot point that I don't even remember the pilot at this at this point. And so I guess you can go back on um, on Netflix and go check that out. To, and uh, excuse me, and go check out what that's about and the current episodes, which I still haven't seen. So that's the thing. Next. Alrighty. So, uh, the doom patrol set photos offer a first look at the cast in costume. So I'm going to take a peek at what these folks look like. Cause I'm mildly curious and I'm waiting for it to load. Yeah. So this is only on the DC universe app. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what these folks look like. All if right. So uh, some of these photos have hit Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so again, if you I see a if character who is, I'm not sure who they're playing. I, I'm assuming it's, uh, I don't know. Any a lot of people, but well, not yes. in costume just yet. But yes, I think the one on the right is, Maybe the uh, Elastigirl or whoever, and I'm not sure because they say who these people are in, in this article. But uh, Crazy Jane is the one on the the left, and I guess there's a, a last girl on the right, or last woman on the right. Yeah, yeah. So all right, there's that. But also, we find out that Disney's uh, excuse me, Disney. This is not definitely Disney. DC's Universe's Doom Patrol cast Timothy Dalton in key role. Damn. Um, and then, speaking of that, right? I know, right? Yeah. Speaking of Bond. Uh, so apparently he is playing Dr. Now, the Chief Calder, who uh, is the leader the of the Wheel Patrol. Yes. He's that, that group's Professor X, I guess. Mm hmm. So, there you go. All right. The Chief. Speaking of the DC Universe app, it released an official Titans portrait. It has released official Titans portraits for Beast Boy, Starfire, and more. Mm hmm. So we see here the Beast Boy portrait, and then there's the Starfire one, and of course there's Robin, aka Robin. Yeah, like the Robin one is the closest in look to the comics. Well, yeah, I mean, let's face it, the, the Starfire one would probably be a little bit much, and, and Beast Boys also would be like, yeah, you know, so they got to, they had to change those. But regardless, right. those are there. Uh, speaking of Titans. Uh, they, um, Riverdale and Gotham plans have been set for uh, New York Comic Con 2018, which uh, our own Agent 70 will be in attendance. Yep. 
Don't know if he'll be um, beyond. I thought I'll be at the world premiere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Warner Brothers is uh, they're gonna have some panels and whatnot at uh, New York Comic Con. It's all there, and I don't know if this goes into yeah, it does go into the, when their panels are and all that kind of good mess. Um, I guess I don't know if I have it in here or not. I do not. But I was going to also put in speaking of New York Comic Con that there is going to be an event for Into the Spider Verse. Uh, which the agents of it already you already know because since you don't the thing to it and there was a uh, thing on Twitter about that so you know you can go check that out I believe it's going to be on the third I don't know I would assume they're probably going to show into the Spider Verse there but I, that's me presuming but uh, this, uh, they're going to be doing something big so if you can go check that out go for it but next up. Uh, DC Comics and DC Films are making a diversity and inclusion commitment. So in the wake of AT&T acquiring Warner Media, um, they are pushing to have a greater inclusion and diversity um, in, in, in comics and movies, mm-hmm. in both, behind, both in production and behind the scenes. Yes. So I guess good for them on that. Um, <clears throat> next up, the Walking Dead's Jeffrey Dean Morgan wants to play DC's badass Lobo, which... With lots of CGI. Yeah, which, hey, you know what? If they're going to get anybody to, to play it, sure, why not? Um, Mr. Morgan, as most know at this point, is uh, Negan from The Walking Dead. I believe he was also, wait, wasn't he also the dad on Supernatural for a minute? I don't know, he... He's in a lot of things. Dude's been around. Mm-hmm. He was also the comedian in Watchmen. Okay. Yeah, because this article, I think this article may have mentioned that, but I know, which I still haven't seen Watchmen yet. Don't don't at me, please. Next up, Wonder Woman 1984. What's up? Wonder Woman 1984. Robin Wright has confirmed that she isn't, that, uh, well, she hasn't confirmed, but she's been confirmed for a flashback sequence in the movie. Yes. So... Good. More Robin Wright in Wonder Woman. Awesome. Uh, even if it is a flashback. Bumblebee voice actor spoils identity of Red Fighter Jet Decepticon. Which I think we find out that's Blitzwing. I still don't know who that is, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> but the voice actor for Bumblebee spoiled it because he uh, you know, said that, I guess. And the, the voice actor for Blitzwing. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. That thing's still coming. Next. Uh, Henry Cavill is set to star in Netflix's The Witcher series. So um, Netflix is, is adapting The Witcher, mm-hmm. which is what, a game? It's a video game series. Yeah. Um, basically. Yeah. Um, there is a, I don't know if it's a fantasy tra- a fan trailer, but there's a somewhat of a trailer out there about it. But yeah, so the... Um, yeah, it's a video game series. We don't have to go through that. People who know who know about it, but it's, it's basically a fantasy uh, game that's well liked. He's playing Geralt, the uh, the the title character. People are hoping that he, there's a bathtub scene because there's a lot of nudity in those games. Well, not a lot, but there's a bunch of nudity in those games. <laughs> so people are getting their their hopes up for that one. Anywho, that's the thing. Because uh, yeah, as we said, I think last week or week before last, you know he. Henry Kimby Carroll said he, that he would, wouldn't mind playing uh, Geralt in the series, and guess what? It happened. So it's almost like he's, he already knew he had it, and <laughs> you know, that being that. 
Tarantino's Star Trek. Oh Tarantino's Star Trek movie won't shy away from the horrors of space. I have much interpretation on a Star Trek, uh, a Tarantino-led Star Trek movie. Um, so, but it's apparently a thing that's going to happen, and uh, and apparently it's not going to be Tarantino's usual fare, according to this article, or at least according to what he says. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. And last up for uh, cinematic news, Mattel, the toy brand, is launching a film studio for (laughs) He-Man, Barbie, and other movies based on those properties. And boy, do I wish uh, Dirt was still here for that one, because I really would have loved to have seen what he was going to say about that. So yeah, uh, this is the thing that's happening. Um, This actually just came out the night out that... No, while we were talking earlier, so that's this is basically breaking news. <laughs> nice. Uh, as, as I put that in the, the group chat, just in case. But we're going to keep moving because uh, we're going to go on into the comic book news with Diamond Approaches Pullbox release with new item search feature. Um, actually, I meant to ask about this one because I wasn't sure how much news this was actually. So basically um, Previews World has a new search function to where you uh, can find the book that you're looking for which you would think they would have already had. No, but what it is is it's supposed to help um, replace the Comixology pull list. Right. So this is you know try- they're trying to incorporate it into the website. Oh wait. Oh I see. I didn't see nothing about that part. That- that's what this is about, pullbox. Well, yeah, but they were talking about the search. Okay, so they already have the pullbox thing. They're just adding a new search thing in within that. Right. Okay. So that part, you know, I did not know about because I didn't read it thoroughly. Anywho, moving right along, that's a cool if you use that service, which I guess I might start. I don't know. And now that I think about it, last time I was at my comic shop, I think I saw them pulling something like this up. Um. So anyway. Next up, Tommy Oliver's Master Morpher introduced. So this had been the 25th anniversary of uh, the Power Rangers, and there was a 25th anniversary uh, special episode of said show, which was um, Power Rangers Super Ninja Steel special, and it was called Dimensions of Danger, and they brought back a whole bunch of old um, uh, Power Ranger cast to play parts in it, including the ever-present Tommy Oliver, a.k.a. Uh, Jason David Frank and apparently he got a new morpher that allows him to uh, morph into all of his different iterations out there of which there are a bunch and I don't think anybody else did so yeah there's that alrighty basically looks like uh, an old morpher but just switches just flips I guess I don't know anyway next so DC's Red Hood and the Outlaws is getting a new name so apparently uh to reflect the new status quo um, in the book, the title is undergoing a name change, or at least temporarily. Mm. Yeah, which is already by this by this point, it already came out because I think that book came out last week. All right, so it's been rechristened Re- Red Hood Outlaw. There you go. And of course, we already know, as we already know, he got a new outfit uh, around the same time. DC delivers a new clue about who will die in Heroes in Crisis. So this was um, 
also wait, actually also an article uh, that has to do with that um Red Hood and Outlaws annual that came out last week. Which uh so yeah, Heroes of Crisis is the upcoming uh Islamwide event that starts next week. This is next week or we got the next regardless it's coming soon, so I guess that uh issue gave a hint of who could die according to our very own Tim Adams. So yeah. Go check out that and all that coming up. All right. So uh, next up, uh, Tom King's next major Batman moment is going to be the Batman's reunion with Catwoman. Ooh, that's going to be awkward. Maybe just a little bit. So, but hey, if you're keeping track of that, you'll see how it plays out. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Tom King, uh, Tom King teases what's coming in the series finale of Mr. Miracle, which we are fast approaching. Although it did get uh, pushed back a couple of uh, a few weeks because of uh, delays and whatnot. So I think 10's coming up soon. But yeah, if you want to be sp- possibly spoiled or what that could be. And we already saw a cover off of it that I think he's been tweeting out or somebody's been tweeting out. So, yeah, 11, excuse me, comes out uh, in a couple of weeks. So, fast approaching. Next. Uh, Batman Day is coming up on September 15th. Here's what's going down. So, uh, in uh, just another week and change, it's going to be Batman Day. So, okay. in its 50, it's now in its fifth year, and DC is going to be partnering with thousands of bookstores, libraries, schools, and comic book retailers around the country to make this uh, event bigger than ever before to honor Gotham City's hero. So, um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff um, being done to celebrate Batman Day. So uh, be on the lookout for that at uh, your local bookstore, library, and comic shop. And I believe also worth noting, if I'm not mistaken, the DC Universe app uh, comes out either on the 15th or the day after. I don't know if it's around that, but I think, uh, I'm not sure if it says here. But I've seen another article saying that the DC Universe uh, thing was going to come out around this day, but I'm thinking it may be the day after this. So, um, big devil devil announcement coming soon. Says Charles soul. You would know he's writing it. Um, the solicitations for November is already out. So it's basically, yeah, saying there's some things in the, in the, in the works. So yeah, we'll find out soon. Yep. Cause at this point, and actually this is, uh, actually, I'm not sure if we still know because this is uh, an, an article from last week. So, don't know if we actually still know what that is. Uh, next. Oh, okay. Wait. Um, well, next was the fact that Ms. Marvel sold a bunch of uh, trades. So, uh, half a million to be specific. Uh, and I don't know what's going on with uh, that site. Uh, but it is a handy start for the solicitation of the 10th Miss Marvel collection. In Prince collections alone, Miss Marvel has sold half a million copies. Uh, nine volumes published, that's around 60,000 copies uh, sold in, on average. And uh, yeah, they sold a lot. Hey, guess what? Miss Marvel's a popular book because it's a good one. And as this article says, all without a movie or live action TV show, which I'm not sure why I made that point, but sure. She is in the cartoons, though. She is in the cartoons, yes. And on in, in a couple of the video games. But, you know, whether that weighs in on the sales, we don't, we've still have not figured out yet. So, yeah, that's that. Next. 
in a story reminiscent of another story from, <laughs> you know, way back when in Uncanny X-Men. Or X-Men Gold, I think it was. Marvel is going to remove anti-Mormon imagery from Amazing Spider-Man. So apparently Ryan Otley put something in that was anti-Mormon and totally escaped everyone's notice, mine included. Mm. So apparently they're going to be removing that in, uh, in future printings. Okay. Well, somebody got it, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing, and also I guess like just like the business thing they're gonna uh, or and, or any other thing they'll take about the trades and, and other uh, runs of the issue. So next up, uh, this illustrator gave Marvel's Dust character a realistic makeover. So uh, illustrator Sarah Alfagi Alfagi, I apologize for screwing up your name very profusely. Um, did some redesigns on the character of Dust, which shows her now in more modern streetwear, uh, as opposed to the, uh, the garb that she has now. And as what tends to happen with some of these, some folks on Twitter were up and on for her because they were just not either, and she kind of roasted them. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, this is an article to which she's been kind of making rounds on articles about that. We don't know if these, if these will ever see We'll probably may not ever see the light of day in a comic book, but nevertheless, someone was thinking we're create some creators were not. Because I don't even know if anybody's even actually using dust at this point, but she just took it upon herself to do. And they're good looking. If you're looking at the video, they're good looking. Um, like, you know, they're good looking um, illustrations. So go check them out. Next. All right. So spoiler alert: uh, Marvel's future Guardians of the Galaxy raw. <laughs> reveal this is uh right out of cosmic coast rider number three yeah so we never did mention the lineup um yeah, we can leave it alone because i think now that we've uh talked this book up i think lots of people are going in there to read it well yeah i mean you may have already, may or may not have saw them but the one note i wanted to put in here even though this character these folks kind of didn't last that long was the fact that kamala khan was captain america so that was cool, but like I said... Oh, was, and um, Howard the Duck was the juggernaut. Howard the Duck so, was the juggernaut, yes. And oddly enough, Jubilee, still Jubilee, and still around somehow. Um, and I guess we all to round it out, we got Cable and uh, Rocket Raccoon in a uh, Groot Iron Man suit. Which, yeah, think about that one for a second. The, the footnote underneath that, when it says that, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you'll like it. You like it. So that was kind of funny. Uh, anywho... Moving right along. Um, spoiler alert. Somebody returns in Asgardians of the Galaxy number one. And, and since piloting the uh, destroyer. Armor. Yes. And if you're looking at the little thumbnail, uh, if you're looking at the video, you can kind of see who it is. We didn't uh, spoil it didn't on purpose. So if you're watching the video, you can see who, if you're looking, uh, looking close enough. But we're just going to move on. Uh, two, Marvel heroes finally become a couple after 13 years. And this is from, uh, I guess, a spoiler for Runaway 12, which I guess is already out, I think. Already came out last week, maybe. Uh, so, I will go into our list because it is Nico in Carolina. So, if you are fans of the Runaways and these two as a couple or couple and you have shipped these, congratulations. They are now a couple. Okay. Next up, um, there's a list of the 15 best comic book reading apps and services for mobile devices out there. There's a link in our show notes for it. Yep, I just thought it was nice to put in because every now and then there's some new new ones tend to come up, and you know, 
but the old favorites are still there. So go check them out if you're, uh, if you're trying to become a digital reader. Uh, La Borinquena, my apologies uh, if I screwed that one up, has raised 150000 for Puerto Rico, and she's not about to stop. So, um, yeah, I believe I saw where uh, Edgardo, Edgardo Miranda Mar- Rodriguez put this tweet out about that, and I think I may have retweeted it. So this is awesome because, you know, with um, the character's book and Reconstruction, the anthology uh, that came out relatively recently, been, that's been raising money for Puerto Rico's, um, you know, um, natural disaster fund. Uh, it's doing good, and hopefully, and I think they're going to get that money to over to the right hands hopefully fairly soon but also go check out reconstruction also go check out uh Boriquenia, la Boriquenia, uh because that was also a pretty decent cool book next all right next up uh scotty young and aaron Connolly armed themselves for bully wars which i believe came out this week uh it's a new series mm-hmm. and uh they probably took a lot of uh, their experience from uh, high school and brought, put it into the story. Yep, there you go. Um, hey, some toy news. There's some new Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, excuse me, Star Wars figures that's been announced from um, Fan Expo Canada. Canada. I said Canada. Uh, these are based off of uh, Solo movie and I think Last Jedi also because we got a Phasma figure. We have uh, Dryden Foss. Uh, and I believe that's it. There may be more to come, but those were the, the only two that are shown in this article. I was about to say, they also introduced new uh, new uh, Canadian-related Marvel Legends figures as well. Yes. Um, they introduced a, a, a legit Weapon X figure. They actually introduced a Mystique figure. They introduced a Vindicator figure and... Uh, related to a point and a character that we brought up earlier in our Avengers uh, review, um, that's the Build-A-Figure in this. It's a carnivorous character or, let's say, a a cannibalistic character who appears in the first appearance of Wolverine as well. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't read too much of that fan. Lots and lots of, uh, what should we call it, of hints right there. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, so I didn't see too much outside of this and maybe a couple of other from that Fan Expo uh, Canada thing. But yeah, I did see that and I just didn't put it in the, the lineup. But cool beans. Uh, whether some of that stuff is going to come here, we don't know. Uh, Rock Candy, Dr. Oh, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Oh, no, that's you. Oh, uh, Dr. Oh, no, no, Who. Rock Candy, Dr. Who, 13th Doctor this September. There you go. Boom. So, Doctor is the latest edition to Funko Rock Candy. Yep. So and it looks good, even though and and uh, that that series is going to start up some uh, in a couple of months or so. So kind of can't wait for that. Uh, creator claims that he was forced off uh, Alterna book over a blockchain ban. So the yeah, Alterna's kind of been under some slight fire because of Comicsgate. Also, I don't know if this is in addition to that, but letterer. Micah Myers, which almost sounds like Michael Myers, go figure, uh, claims he was forced off of a title published by Alcener because he didn't agree to the terms of the company's updated social media pro- policy. So, yeah, there's some stuff going on about that, and it's a thing. Wait, is someone coming in? What? 
Oh, oh, wait. I think we have a, um, Ryan? Uh, we may or may have a, um, we do have our guest. Yes. Yeah, so we may have a guest uh, coming in. I'm not sure. We can't hear him. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there we go. Good. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a, I had a Sony meeting that went way long and wow. I, I could not get out. Um, and I couldn't even tweet you guys to let you know what was going down. No so. problem. No problem. Look at that. Dropping names and giving a fair excuse for not getting on the show on time. <laughs> My sincere apologies. It is quite all right. We're actually uh, we're close to wrapping the show up, but the, um, well, we can we can go ahead because we only had like one other article to go through with the to, 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 uh, in the news, but we can go ahead and just uh, well, we'll just say, hey, there's another non-direct uh, market venue for buying comics that's been identified. So this is basically those DC four, uh, three and four packs that you've been seeing. Uh, I think in addition to the the big 100-page uh, books that are uh, Walmart's got. All right. right on. Well, I'm I'm happy to come back on uh, another time uh, uh, if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I didn't want to leave you guys totally hanging. No, that's cool. Uh, so I was like, okay, as soon as I get back to my home office, I got to check in with my people. Much appreciated. Yeah, very much so. So I'll tell you what we will, we will definitely do. Um, yeah, let us do that because this, this, this show's kind of gone on a while back. But uh, maybe can you come back next week? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. But uh, but in the meantime, so again, this is uh, we, we, we teased this earlier. Um, writer Brian... Edward Hill Hill is here right now. He will be back with us next week. He is the writer of Detective Comics, uh, Michael Cray. He's done some work with uh, Postal with, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, Top Guy with Postal and Romulus. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. We will get into that. Definitely I've been next doing week. things. Yes, yes, yes. He's been putting in some, especially, I, I definitely wanted to uh, especially talk about that light, uh, Black Lightning Hong Kong Fui book that you did. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll come back. I will have awesome stories to to the people watching right now. Uh, so in addition to like writing everything, sometimes I have to go meet with people, and when you meet with people, you are on their time. Indeed. And so this time, I got I got hemmed up trying to get the next hotness together. Oh shit. But uh, but yeah, when I come back, man, I can tell you, you know, I'll talk about whatever. Talk about some Black Lightning, some Hong Kong Fui. We can talk a little bit about Detective. Some heat. I can't say much about Outsiders, but I can tell you a little bit about Batman and the Outsiders. We can talk okay. about American Carnage and some white supremacists. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you, <laughs> you we also, can, we you can also go write, in. We can you go also in. write for t- TV because you're writing um, uh, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, I wrote and that. I wrote that. I was writer on Titans. Mm-hmm. Talk a little about TV writing too. Exactly. We can do that. So sure. we can definitely get into all of that next week. Uh, but until then, you want to actually tell people where we can find you. Give yourself a plug. Oh, or yes. tip. Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, I'm Brian Hill. Nice to nice to meet everybody. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brian with a Y at Brian Edward Hill. That's where I talk to people most of the time. Uh, I keep my DMs open. So if you ask me a reasonable question, I'll answer it when I have the, the time in my schedule. If you ask me some madness, I'm probably going to ignore it. Yeah. So I don't deal with all that. Um, yeah, and that's probably the best way to, to catch up with what I'm, what I'm all about. Right now, uh, you can pick up Michael Cray is still going on. Batman and the Outsiders comes out in December, I believe. So look for that. And yeah, just find me around, man. 
And yeah, you should definitely check out his Twitter account because he's definitely been dropping some gems, especially on, uh, um, well, a lot of things in, in general, but also on the writing process, which there's a couple of uh, tweets that I meant to get that I wonder, uh, I will mention next week. That we're pro- oh yeah, we can dig into great. the whole thing, man. I don't even have to be the guest. You can have like a real guest on and I can just be around. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, sorry. You, you definitely will be the, the real guest here. And uh, like I said, we will definitely get into all of that. Uh, then, so, like I said, we were just about to actually end. So I guess, I don't know if you want to stick around for this, uh, but we definitely got you uh, on... Well, okay, I'll be around next week, so I'm going to let you guys go ahead and close this out. Again, my apologies to uh, you guys and your listeners. That is my bad. I will make it up. Oh, it with quite fine. Great, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I will tell you the story next week about how the Wu-Tang Clan kicked my ass, and I have a scar on my lip from the Wu-Tang Clan. Wow. You did tweet something about it, did you not? I think you Cliffhanger. I wow. I, I was about to say, um, I think you just uh, gave us uh-huh. at least – a title or at least a candidate for title of the show. <laughs> right on. Well, that would be right for next, so next week. But yes. Next week you will get the whole tale. Oh yeah. So there you go, folks. Teaser for that. Please definitely come back for, right. for, for that. Um, all right. I'm going to get out of here and let you all do it. I will talk to everybody next week. Keep on keeping on. All there right. You, go. you take care, sir. Be easy. Yes. Oh man, that's a that's a nice teaser for, for next week. I was about to say now we've got a part two. I know, right? Oh. Holy cow. Oh, so this is gonna be glorious. Um so that that being said, uh do come back for next week, but before we close the show out proper, we do have another ad read. Yes, we have our last ad read for the night, because I think I might have closed it out. Uh <laughs> I think I did close it out. Uh in just a moment. Because uh, I thought we were gonna shut down, <laughs> isn't that isn't that terrible? Hey, like, you, you gotta love it. But but that was a good tease for next week, so you gotta you gotta love it. Yeah. All right. Just uh, a moment, because what did I do the first time? I did Funko. Yeah, Funko. So I am going to do. Uh, let's. See. What do I not do normally? I'm waiting for this stuff to load, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, you know. Um, because uh, you know, like as a you know, as, as background music, you know, there's this song. Uh, you know, as soon as as soon as he was telling that story, I was like, oh, of course, that is the song. If not for this week, definitely for next week. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that is some stuff right there. Why is this stuff not loading? Um, where are my scripts? Where are my scripts? I mean, I where are them. my scripts? This is so funny. It's all this is the stuff that evades you when uh, when uh, oh, not, when you, you should, close it you ahead of time, me, right? Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, this week. is live was, podcasting. You should saw me last week. Yeah, you know what happens when we run out of time, right? You know which one I choose. <laughs> What's the quickest read that we've got, but still one of the best? The one, that ladies and sure. gentlemen. Please help us keep our podcast free for you by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, our toys, etc., etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment. Ka-ching! That helps us keep the... Uh, Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. 
Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And yes, and with that, luckily people did not hear what I was just doing. So <laughs> with that, folks, we would like to thank each and everybody for coming out. Thank you for the for, for the cameo appearance by uh, Brian Edward Hill, who will be back next week with us, so we can talk all about the definitely that story and everything else he's got going on uh, with all. Him. Because, yeah, that is something we, we, we need to know about. I, I, I feel like we, I saw a tweet on that, so definitely that was... I'm glad he brought that up. Uh, if that was the case, I'm not sure. Maybe that was my fever dream. Regardless, uh, I am Roddy Cat, so you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. That's R-O-D-D-Y-K-A-T, no underscore, just like um, unlike the rest of these fellas, such as uh, Agent underscore 70, which I'll get to in a second, and I will say that News Nerds Need on Twitter... Also, News Nerds Need Reddit. Also, CB Caps Instagram. You can go check out all my stuff there. And, heck, you can go, if you want to, my regular Rodicat Instagram. But there's not much there at this point. Uh, but Agent underscore 70 at, at, um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Go and check him out there for that stuff, for all of his, his uh, goings-ons. Uh, mm-hmm. For the not here, PCN underscore dirt, you can go check him out at that, that address on Twitter. Uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter. Uh, popculturenetwork.com on Twitter and I Need Comics, which is the splinter uh, splinter site of his Pop Culture Network empire. Go check out all of his stuff over there. And also for TimDad98, who could not be with us tonight because of uh, you know, he had uh, some, some priorities having to pop up and scream at him. <laughs> but uh, Tim, D-O-G-D-9-8 on Twitter. Uh, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N, and also of course uh, theclicknation.com. I am doing this off the head, folks. I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Also, you can go check out his stuff on uh, CBR. Where he writes over there every day, all day. Go check him out. Uh, and I believe that is everything on that front, with the exception of the podcast information, and that is CSPN.us, folks. Go to that website. To check out this podcast and other podcasts on the network, um, you know, some good stuff over there. Go check it out. They've been popping up some new shows uh, frequently lately, so some stuff might be over there. You will find, including to the stuff like us and other shows. You can also uh, subscribe to this podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and also you can go to the CSPN SoundCloud uh, page. Where you can see, where you can uh, hear this show and other shows on CSPN Network. Uh, Shop.cspn.us. Go there, get some merch from this show and other shows on CSPN Network. You know, help us, help you, help us, all that kind of good business. And with that, do, do, wait, did you have some um, playing out music or we don't save that one? Yes. This is the. Nah, I'm not going to play the whole thing because okay, well, uh, that's I was going to talk over it anyway. So, <laughs> this is the tease. Indeed, next will, I should probably break out my um, my figures I got from 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 Comic Con next week anyway. But anyway, and uh, we will work that out by next week. So remember, say we are record here every Thursday night, nine ish p.m. Eastern time. Uh, same bat chime, same bat channel on the, the Click Nation YouTube. And with that, folks, this is the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, and we will see you next week. Peace! Good evening, Britain. Would you believe it is?